Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Triumphit, a podcast where we dive into individual stories to unravel how they have participated in areas of physical and mental fitness and to see if we can learn anything from their journeys. I'm your host, Neil Bathina, and today we have a special guest. He and I are both fitness enthusiasts, and we constantly send each other updates to hold ourselves accountable and to keep ourselves motivated. But more than that, he's one of my closest friends. Jayanth, how have you been, buddy? Hey, Neil. Uh, just glad to be here. Doing well, doing well, you know, just getting through the journey. That's awesome, man. That's, that's, really, that's really awesome. Um, do you want to go ahead and give everybody kind of an introduction of who you are, where you study, and all those things? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jayant, so I go by Jay or JJ, um, you know, by RMI circles. And uh, I'm currently a political science major at uh, Baylor University. Um, I'm transferring in and um, I'm going to be a junior on a pre-law track. Currently, I'm in Austin and, um, you know, I plan to be a lawyer in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, How'd you get into law real quick? Yeah, so this is... uh, you know, I was a typical kid uh, coming out of India, and um, I just got born and raised over there. And you know, when you're growing up in India, you always have this uh, idea that you're either going to be a doctor or an engineer. It runs through pretty much every single family, unless you're really, really smart. But um, you know, that's something I was uh, in my uh, family as well. You know, they wanted me to do computer science. And uh, uh, once um, you know, I passed out of high school. I, I graduated. I came to America and uh, pursued computer science it's it was really not working out because uh i didn't enjoy it i didn't code for a bit ever in my life before starting you know intro to cs so um i really didn't find um, a means for me to go through with that career for another 40 years so last summer so 2021 i took time off didn't do anything for four months i just sat with myself reflected on my personal attributes and my personal interests and um, at that point, um, I realized that I have, I've had this avid interest for politics uh, from like ninth grade, probably. And um, it's just going through uh, an understanding um, that I have a logical mindset, uh, very clear cut and straightforward. And my interests lie within a field that fights for justice, that has an element of authority, that has uh, real implications for everyday, everyday life, that I can see within, uh, through the sphere and through the scope of um, just society in general. Um, I felt that you know law would be definitely a place for me to uh, find satisfaction um, and at the same time use my skills to the highest uh, of extents. So yeah, if that answers. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, that, that. That was great. Um, and that's really uh, fascinating, I think, because uh, the field that I'm trying to get into, medicine, is also very much like it's it's like a direct like you can kind of see the results in the in the room and. Uh, there's, I think, I think both law and medicine. I'm not saying that other jobs don't have, don't carry meaning, but I think medicine and law carry meaning in very similar. It's, it's a very similar uh, approach, right? Because you're like, kind of like supporting people through very like difficult situations and challenging situations, whether it's their health or if they're fighting a case. Um, and and I think you can have a real, uh, like, a meaningful impact in that sense. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, um, you know, I, I believe very staunchly that, you know, feels like law and medicine have a very profound impact on people's lives, specifically because they don't have a very big element of um, uh, money involved in them. So if you're treating a patient uh, and, and you're, you're trying to uh, 
get them out of, uh, cure them of, the, of, of whatever they're going through, money is going to be of the least of interest for you. Um, uh, and, and I think that's what makes a difference because even, even with laws, you know, a lot of the time within, within law as well, it's not specifically about um, earning profits or, or um, trying to just get money out of another person's hand and, and make sure that your business is running. Rather, uh, it has a, a more larger than life approach, I would say, where, of course, there is money involved, but it's not the primary motivation for a lot of yeah. people to practice it specifically. So I think that's what makes a very big difference compared to, your, uh, compared to other fields. Not to say that uh, money is not important or it's, those fields aren't important. Otherwise, we wouldn't exactly. have devices like this to talk. But, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that, that makes complete sense. All right, I think we kind of went off on a tangent, but JJ, so um, you, you've been working out for a long time now. You've been interested in exercise and diet for like ever since like high school, if I'm not mistaken. Do you want to kind of take us through your journey? What got you started? Like what, what was your motive in the beginning? And what, like what, what's going on? What's your, what's your progress looking like right, right now at the moment? Yeah, sure. I can start you off with like a small story, uh, probably when I was very young. So this is like first grade, maybe, um, you know, when I was growing up, I was uh, definitely one of the more obese kids, um, um, you know, loved food uh, as always and just um, always had a blast uh, um, just growing up. And, uh, you know, this one year, six months, I think my mom uh, made me walk on the treadmill like on an incline every day for like 30 minutes. And it was the worst thing. I hated it. Um, but then that one year or that those six months, I really became like very fit. And this was like when I was very young, you know, it's like I was a toddler pretty much. Um, but then again, it's like two months later, I, I came back to the same size. So that was probably my first interaction with like fitness in general. And it created this mindset within me that I hate. I just hate doing any types of physical activity because it's so painful and I don't see the results every day. And, and uh, you know, kind of like that. My mindset was very stubborn. So. Around, uh, uh, I would say, 10th grade, um, by the time I was uh, finishing my IGCSE boards uh, back in India, um, I, I was very obese, um, you know, weighed, uh, I was five foot seven, weighed about 108 kgs or 109 uh, kgs, um, and, and just had the worst of lifestyles. And my mom pretty much pushed me. See, she, she said this, you know, she's like, you either, if you want to live in this house, you need to go to the gym. Otherwise, I'm not going to take care of you anymore. Right. And I had a choice in front of me. Uh, I had to uh, listen to her. And, uh, you know, of course, as loving and as caring she was, I could see this uh, despair in her, in, in her eyes that, you know, she really uh, had this really saddened waking that, you know, if I don't change myself right now, I can go down uh, the path of uh, severe physical consequences. So that's where I yeah. started. She put, she put up a trainer for me. And uh, I started off working out um, as anybody would. Uh, one of the biggest blessings that I've had while starting to work out was um, I, I didn't get into cardio. Uh, my trainer was very um, knowledgeable. He uh, got me to weight training from the first go, which was a brilliant decision because that's not what people told me around uh, at that time. So um, I started off, changes started coming slowly. Uh, first two weeks were like the best probably. Stretch marks, seeing stretch, stretch marks for the first time was like an amazing experience. <laughs> but yeah. um, it was like crazy. Um, I started out and uh, first uh, two weeks to one month was amazing. But then slowly it dwindled down and things started getting harder and harder. And I didn't change my diet, of course. Uh, it, it took me a while uh, to realize that. So um, I started around 2017 um, and just uh, went, on the, went on the path for about two years 
without having any significant changes within my body. I definitely built a lot of muscle, but um, my fat levels were uh, sort of still the same, uh, I would say, because I didn't change my diet by any means. In fact, uh, I was mm-hmm. in certain instances, I've, I, I increased... Um, you know, um, my consumption of protein, thinking that um, it's going to build me up into a much more muscular man. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, basic science, you know, have more calories than you consume. You're always going to put on fat. And that was uh, that was a principle that uh, that, that sort of made me uh, pretty fat, like in, in, in 11th grade. Although I was I was um, definitely I definitely did have a little bit of strength. Coming into 12th in the summer between 11th and 12th. And this was, uh, I think, 2020, uh, 29, yeah. 20. 18 summer, yes. Um, trying to get the years right. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I went on a cut for the first time, and uh, like a proper cut, um, losing uh, weight on a, a with discipline and uh, with proper cardio every day, and just like muscle training at the same time. Um, and I, I learned stuff, you know. I watched YouTube videos. I learned. I watched like college level lectures about uh, you know fat loss uh, and and how it works, how um, you know certain nutrients should be had and certain nutrients shouldn't be ha- had, and um, it was definitely a really good experience. I lost about 15 kgs uh, during that summer, and that that increased to about 23 when I uh, started school because I got involved in basketball, uh, which was a high, of course, a high cardio sport, and uh, just concentrated a lot on my fitness during that time uh, and became extremely lean, I would say. And uh, since then, uh, it's just been an up and down journey, to be honest. I put mm-hmm. on, I've mm-hmm. put on muscle. Uh, sometimes I've put on fat as well. I mean, of course, everybody has been through this during COVID. Uh, you, you know, there's nothing stopping you from going to the pantry every hour or so. Uh, it's just staying at home and uh, being uh, extremely uh, lazy. I would say was uh, was part of it. Um, so that and and, and just. Uh, through time, uh, just learning a lot more about my body and, and biology yeah. in general. Uh, I've been um, going through that phase of uh, putting on weight, shredding, uh, gaining muscle, um, and at the same time, um, learning, uh, you know, how, uh, in what ways I can implement uh, a better lifestyle uh, so that I can, I can uh, make sure that I'm physically fit and at the same time stable. And right now, currently, I'm on another cut. So... About seven months, uh, I've, I've sort of had, tried to bulk up a little, um, and uh, now I'm I'm on a cut for the summer, like an eight-week to nine-week program. Uh, so That's I've been awesome. uh, going pretty solid with that. I started last week, uh, lost about three and a half uh, pounds, uh, slowly getting there. And of course, with uh, with the help of Neil and the accountability that I have with friends, uh, I, I hope it will uh, go even better. Anytime. And 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 by the way, that accountability it's a it's it's a bi-directional relationship, right? Because it you're helping me i'm helping you and it, it's 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 um it's really quite a um powerful tool and i would say for anybody else who's trying to work out um and, and try or trying to cut or, or trying to bulk or whatever your goal is i i would like i i would highly recommend forming like accountability groups with other people and like reporting like what you do like your workout your diet, your sleep routine, and then and then you can start exchanging ideas, and then you, you learn um, you learn different things, and and it's also it's very powerful because most of these people will probably be around your age, right? And so you're all going through the same kinds of struggles, like you're on the same you're all you're all in a similar boat, essentially. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, honestly speaking. You know, for a person who is, say, not in the best of shape in life, doesn't have to be obese, but even a person who is extremely uh, thin and uh, doesn't have any muscle put on, 
uh, you know, it's quite hard uh, to, to, to get into a community and start with a workout regimen because, yeah. of course, lack of knowledge is one thing, but lack of confidence is, is an even bigger uh, problem. But, you know, one thing that I would suggest, as you said, is um, accountability, very important. Um, but at the same time, the, the, the fitness community in general is, is by far one of the most welcoming and one of the most caring communities that I've ever seen. Absolutely. Uh, people want you to succeed. People want you to do better. Uh, they're there to give you advice. Of course, there's always going to be that lot of people who are, are you know, pretty arrogant. Uh, we, we don't need to worry too much about them. Yeah, uh, That's yeah, going to exactly, be there yeah. in every aspect of life, but specifically right. about just the community in general. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask people questions. It doesn't hurt to uh, talk to people at the gym uh, or even just, you know, even if you're not that kind of a person who's that sociable, just having community um, through a group maybe on Instagram or messages, uh, just to share your day, uh, ask for information, uh, try to start your regimen and journey. Honestly, that's that's one of the best ways that anybody can lift up their, um, uh, or start up actually, their um, uh, journey with fitness and uh, get actual results because as you said, it's it's not something that, uh, it, it ultimately, there's this way that, you know, if I give you information, I'm learning from it as well. Um, if I give you advice, I'm learning from it as well. Yeah. And, and the same thing goes with you. You know, if you're giving me advice, exactly. you're, you're learning from that same advice as well. Because some things, we just don't say it out loud. But once you do say it out loud, you get a personal teaching within you as well. It's like, okay, I'm telling this person to have lesser food, but what am I doing in my life? You have this retrospection, reflection in life, and that's where you're like, okay, things need to change. So yeah, truly, I think accountability is one of the best, uh, uh, best aspects uh, to start out and uh, continue on one's journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really think that, uh, but the, the other thing, the other important point is that we can have accountability and you can be a part of a group and all that, but all of you don't need to share the same goal. And coming into undergrad, I know as an 18 year old, I was really excited. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to bulk. I'm going to focus on bulking because everybody else is also bulking. So that's seems to be the right, right path forward. And then three years down the line, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going into my senior year now, three years down the line, I, I, I realized that like goals at the gym can vary. Like you don't have to bulk. You can also, you could also be cutting, right? If you're trying to lose weight, you would be cutting. You can also like exercise for sport too. This is something interesting, right? You can, you can like exercise for endurance. You can exercise for explosiveness. And I was watching this podcast uh, by Andrew Huberman. Shout out to Andrew Huberman, the Huber Huberman Lab podcast. He's he's really informative, and he he basically he's a professor at Stanford, a professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology, and he goes into the science and the details and and the biology and the um, the, bi the biology behind all of these protocols that you can use to maximize productivity, to build muscle, to build strength, and to get better sleep and all that. So shout out to him. Definitely check him out if you have the time. Um, but coming back to our discussion, I just think that um, you're, you're, like, you can, like your goal doesn't have to be bulking. You can, it can be, you can, if you're a tennis player, like exercise, like, like, like build your workout around, 
around the game and build build your workout with the end in mind. Don't just build it because everybody else is working out and like, oh yeah, I have to bulk because everybody else is also bulking. I think that's the, I think you can, it's, it's very easy to fall into that trap, but it's important to avoid that trap. Yeah, you're right. I think there are two dimensions for this, um, you know, specifically speaking about uh, a person, um, uh, you know, bulking because everybody else is bulking. I think we are all influenced to a very large extent by uh, the community that we're in or the gym that we go to and the family that we are raised in. But, you know, one of the things that we need to keep in mind is it's not specifically about um, just just losing your, um, you know, full goal in mind. Like, you know, we all have a lifestyle. And I think it's fitness is not specifically just about reaching that end goal, although it's very important. It's to have the right lifestyle. And and as you said, you know, if you're a tennis player or if you are a um, a person, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, um, I'm, I'm not more as um, athletic or as, as good at sports, uh, you know, just with my stamina, but rather I'm, I'm a person who can lift heavier weights. I like my body to be much larger, which is why I don't mind as uh, fat being as big of a problem with, within my body sphere, although I, I'm trying to cut it at this point. But my point is this, is that, you know, ultimately, we, we all need to strive to make it uh, make, make this uh, journey of going to the gym and working out and m- taking care of health as 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 a lifestyle. And I and I, and a lot of people miss that. A lot of people miss the core of of uh, working out. They think, uh, you know, I'm gonna diet for six months and I'm gonna be this uh, super ripped person. But you gotta realize that in the end of the day, you're gonna be happy if you make it a proper lifestyle and another point that you were talking about you know just being influenced by the others around you you know ultimately you got to realize what you want out of this journey um there's always going to be people and uh, frank quite frankly there's a lot of liars out there in the fitness industry who who portray uh, bodies that are uh, just way too hard for an average person who's living a lifestyle uh, to get to uh, but we keep those as as our visions and and as our goals and 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 Try to work hard uh, towards them, but but you got to realize a lot of people are uh, on a on various different uh, steroids and and just extremely different lifestyles compared to you and you and I. You know, we we're not film stars. We don't, we don't have a, a crew that makes us uh, perfectly um, uh, caloried meals every single time. Yeah. Not we everybody and- can be Tom Cruise. <laughs> Exactly right, you know, yeah. and shout out to the Top Gun movies as well. Yeah, <laughs> that Mission Impossible. Something else. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. But you know, that's that's what I feel. You know, it's just like the 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 um, the lifestyle aspect of it. The, the just um, keeping keeping a certain f- uh, body figure and and on a pedestal, not realizing what you exactly want. And this is not something that uh, that is. Uh, uncommon this is very common around people and this is common in my life as well is that i've seen people uh, on the internet um, around me uh, be you know trying to succeed or trying to get a certain type of body but then i realize you know that's not something that i really want i really don't want something like that i want a lifestyle that's manageable you know i want to have junk food once in a while i want to go out and have ice cream i don't i shouldn't be restrictive i shouldn't be fully um geared towards something that you know if that I'm really, really not confident if I really do want it in the end of the day. So I think it's important to keep that in mind and keep those uh, uh, specific topics in mind. Absolutely. So, and, and you, you know, it's, I, I feel like the lifestyle aspect is so important because ultimately 
like you want a routine that's sustainable something that you can maintain regardless of uh, like because a lot a lot of these routines can be pretty extreme like especially people who are people who work out for like like bodybuilders for example or like people who are like actors and who are trying to um who have like more extreme goals i think for those people their routines may not be as sustainable and so for people like us who are you know just college students trying to pass our classes and trying to navigate different relationships and do all of these things we have so we have we already have so much on our plate it's not like working out as our career or something for the people like look so for some people working out is like their professional pursuit and for those people yeah like go ahead like you know you can like do whatever you want but for people like us who are you know in school and trying to balance all of these various responsibilities i think that building a sustainable routine building a sustainable lifestyle as you mentioned earlier is probably going to be the ideal route wouldn't you agree yeah, uh, I would say 100%, you know, what you said was spot on, you know, we have different lifestyles and everybody does. I mean, there's a reason why a majority of the diets, almost like 90% of all diets fail. Um, there's shows that, that occur on TV where they make people lose like 20 pounds of fat um, in like four days, five days by making them do high intensity cardio and uh, lower and just giving them literally no calories and they lose their weight. But uh, majority of those contestants actually gain weight back. Uh, we need to realize this is that this is not a short term thing. This is not something that's happening in three months and you're going to be um, uh, in, in the best shape of your life. Because honestly, if you if you're getting something that quick um, and, and uh, it's it's definitely not something that's sustainable. That's just the way it is. Um, and, and, and this is not coming from a person who has uh, not tried doing those short term things I've tried. And it's miserable, honestly, on a mental level on a physical level and just long-term sustainability wise, it's, it's not something that's really uh, going to last for, for that long. So ultimately it's a lifestyle change. It's, 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 it's a lifestyle change. It's a, it's a mindset change and it's just the way you look at life in general. I think uh, bodybuilding is one of those, um, uh, one of those segments in life and one of those areas where uh, you truly can make it uh, what you want it to be. You can make it something that's really hard to attain, uh, something that's boring and, and very, very um, um, uh, time-consuming, or something that's easygoing, something that you can implement on your day-to-day -day life. Um, and we do this all the time in life as well. You know, if, if, if someone is addicted to smoking, per se, you're not going to stop uh, smoking the next day and, and um, make that your goal. It's kind of like the New Year's resolution thing. You give it time, and, and you give it time and through that time through giving your daily dosage um you change uh lifestyles but but bodybuilding is, is this one arena where everybody wants results in such a quick manner but nobody want, is willing to put the effort on a consistent scale or even try to think about it in the first place so ultimately as you rightly mentioned Neil, it's lifestyle lifestyle is everything because without it uh what does it mean to even um have any of these plans in front of you yeah absolutely um i think so next i would kind of like to talk about i've done a lot of research over the past three years so I, I only got into working out three years ago by the way so jj was like already he was like he's ahead of me but um i've, I've done some research over the past three years and there are four key points that 
I would like to talk about. And JJ, if you would like to build on top of these points and elaborate on that, uh, that would be great. Sure. But I'm just I'm just going to lay them out. So the first one is if you're going for muscle hypertrophy, so if you're trying to build muscle, you should probably isolate those specific muscles, right? You don't want to do compound movements. You just want to you want to make sure that 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 specific muscle is doing most of the work. Second, the second point is that if you're going for strength exercises, so if you're just trying to build like overall strength, then you can work on compound movements. What are compound movements? Um, they're basically movements that require multiple muscle groups. So your biceps and back is a great example. Like low cable rows, those are biceps and back. Another example would be push-ups, which can definitely you can you can def so you're basically using your shoulders you're using your tri you could use your triceps and and you're definitely using your chest those so those are all uh, good for building strength third point is that i believe that the ideal to build muscle is 5 to around 20 sets per week for each muscle group so that's 5 to 20 sets per week and tenth, the final point is that 10% of resistance training should be to failure. And the rest, the rest of it should actually just end near failure. Um, these are some of the points that um, it was actually from the Huber Bin Lab podcast. But uh, JJ, if you, if, you have, if you would like to, uh, to, uh, to build on that. Yeah, I think those points are, you rightly said, I mean, Honestly, there's nothing around that. But, uh, you know, I'd like to just add a small aspect toward, towards this. And uh, this is, a, um, uh, of course, definitely something that's uh, important for a lot of gym goers. You know, we all realize that, you know, building muscle is, is, is by far very important. By far, you know, one of the, it's not easy to at the same time. Um, but fat loss is also up there. And I think, you know, during this process, uh, during this um, um, um process of building the building muscle going to the gym making sure your nutrition is right um, it doesn't hurt to um, keep your calories um, down under uh, your daily average now of course i'm not going to suggest this for anybody who is extremely uh, lean and doesn't have a uh, doesn't have that much fat but we also have to realize you know there's there's a concept called skinny fat and everybody and a lot of people do have that in the end of the day even though they might not look fat so it's it's never a bad idea if you are starting out or even in your mid training your intermediate level trainer uh, it's it's by far one of the biggest blessings to try to curb the amount of fat that you have by being in a slight deficit i think that's really a game changer um just because you're building muscle but at the same time you're losing fat and that's kind of the dream goal of every single person who's trying to uh, work out especially if you have if you had a body like me so yeah right thank you for for that input um Okay, so we've talked a lot about going to the gym. We've talked about physical fitness and all that. Um, but so I'm wondering if we can kind of go over supplements. And do, do you take any supplements? 
Yes, sir, I do. Um, I actually just take uh, whey protein. So that's, uh, of course, uh, my source of protein other than the food that I have. And I also do take creatine. So whey protein is very simple. Um, it's, of course, uh, you, there's a bunch of research on it, um, but it's fully safe. It depends on what brand you get. Of course, there are certain uh, vegan brands. Uh, the one that I have is from Optimum Nutrition. It's made out of soy and um, has milk in it, superb flavor. And uh, it's basically to meet your protein needs every single day. You know, we can't have, uh, especially, you know, if you come from an Indian household, we don't have as much meat every single day. So a meat or, you know, if you're in the case of a Neil, you know, you're vegetarian. And I was vegetarian for a very right. long yeah. while as well. So adding those things, it's, it's, it's just a, a, an additional source of protein that you have every single day. And, and uh, it's easy for your body to break down um, as well. So that would be... Uh, Number one, especially if you're on the journey of building solid muscle, um, uh, it's it's um, recommended. Of course, don't have too much because, again, if you don't want to hit a calorie threshold where you have too much protein and it's going to cause you some really bad problems. A lot of strain on your kidneys, especially. I had that for a while um, when I had like way too much protein. So keep that in mind. Um, look at your body. Look at, look at your weight. Definitely look at certain statistics to understand how much quantities you need. Uh, creatine is the is the other um, uh, the other supplement. Creatine is very simple. You know, you get it in very specific types of foods. So you get it in salmon, um, certain types of beef, um, definitely certain veggies, but um, not as mu not as much uh, not as prevalent. Uh, but um, it's basically a substance that um, increases your water retention in, in your muscles and uh, helps you out with your performance, enhances your performance when you're working out, um, and also it has this benefit of like. Um, really making your muscles pop like when you get a pump uh, your muscles and your veins pop uh, which is uh, which of course makes you feel good and look better uh, that's an advantage I also did have um, another um, a supplement that I had for very, for about six or seven months it was called uh, BCAAs so BCAAs is basically a, a, you know branch in amino acids so they're uh, specific they're specific types of proteins and you, you can get this online or in a store um, and they basically are geared towards uh, specific BCWs are the, the amino acids, which makes up a protein, of course, to hit um, specific parts of a muscle and which aid in your regenerate, uh, muscle regeneration process and repairing, uh, repairing process. So that's definitely something to look at as well. Uh, one of the supplements that I've never tried and probably I'm glad that I never tried and it's kind of like prevalent across the fitness industry is um, your pre-workout. And uh, I just don't have pre-workout because... Honestly, it's like, you know, when you go to the gym, you have your own demons to fight, so you really don't need another additional pump from a substance. But it's also because it's a massive increase in caffeine, about 300 milligrams of caffeine. That's a lot to take in. And, and one of the disadvantages of having caffeine over time is that your body gets used to the amount and it asks for more. And it's Tolerance. never a good idea. Exactly yeah. right. Tolerance. That's the word that I was looking for. Thank you. So um, you never want to be in the phase where you have too much of it. And it's definitely not something that's recommended, especially if you're young, because, um, you know, your body might not be re reacting to it the best manner possible. So that's something that I've never had. Probably wouldn't recommend it as well because I've never tried it, but I've heard some good stuff about it. I've seen people who are like having the best workouts because of it. So I can't give you definitive advice on it, but it's definitely something uh, to look into as well. Yeah, you know, with regards to caffeine and, and caffeine tolerance, I've actually, I, I, I did some reading surrounding that topic. And essentially what happens is that you have these receptors in your brain called adenosine receptors, right? 
and when when the when the substance adenosine binds to those receptors, you experience a feeling of tiredness. But when you ingest caffeine, it basically it will block those receptors, so it will prevent adenosine from binding to its own receptors, and as a result, you no longer feel tired. So you're basically pushing that tiredness away, and this is the reason why so many people feel alert, experience um, alertness, and a uh, higher sense of control and all that after drinking coffee or Coke Zero or whatever it is. But the there's always a cost, right? There's always a drawback. And in this situation, the drawback is that to maintain equilibrium, because so many adenosine receptors are blocked, to maintain equilibrium, equilibrium and it's quite a fascinating process, the brain will basically... Um, sorry, I'm saying basically so many times, but uh, let me let me dial back. So the the brain will produce more adenosine receptors, and then and then and then as a result, you're going to need more caffeine to block those receptors. And once those receptors are blocked, the brain will produce even more. And it's just like a rat. It's just, it's it's a race between your brain producing adenosine receptors and your, the caffeine blocking those adenosine receptors. And then if over time you build tolerance, then you build dependence. And honestly, like, I don't, I don't know if, um, the American psychological association considers, considers it to be an addiction, but I've definitely seen cases that, that definitely, that definitely seem like a caffeine addiction. Yeah, it's an interesting point that you mentioned, you know, just uh, tolerance and dependence. Yeah. Again, research is a little, little fuzzy on the addiction aspect of it, again. Uh, but, you know, I definitely say this, you know, we've, talk, we've, we've covered so many different facets of, uh, of fitness. Uh, we've covered, um, you know, diet to a certain extent, just training, uh, supplements. One of the things, and of course, this is very related to caffeine, is that that's not spoken a lot by, by, by many of the many people in the industry and even general generally is, is is the aspect of sleep and i'm telling you if there's one factor that can diminish your gains or increase your gains just make them uh, make them go wild is sleep without sleep you're and there's been certain studies on this and the, and the results are just damning it's it's very bad if you don't have sleep, uh, to say the least. So getting good sleep and having the right amount of sleep is necessary, is, is required, and it's something that's not spoken about, but really is a game changer. And again, you know, we do realize caffeine is, is used by a lot of people um, just to mitigate the effects of, uh, of the lack of sleep. Um, you know, many people are, just feel tired because they don't have enough sleep. And that's, uh, that's just uh, kind of um, how people neglect uh, you know their their uh, lifestyles in in a way um so i would consider that definitely keeping sleep up is a necessity it's it's very important and uh, one of the things that really helps me out is melatonin um melatonin is one of these substances that your brain actually produces um uh, right before you sleep it's the drowsy feeling that you have um, and, and melatonin overall of course increases and enhances your deep sleep um which which is very important for your body to actually go into proper rest other than rapid eye movement, which is uh, dreams. So um, 
it's important for you. Uh, it's a sub supplement that I use uh, over time has helped me out just uh, to get uh, into better uh, into, into better sleep and give me better relaxation. But yeah, on the point of caffeine, you're right, Neil. It's I think it's very uh, it, it's 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 a very interesting topic to talk about. It does have its benefits. You know, caffeine also does have its uh, benefits in uh, you know increased rate of metabolism because it, your body ends up burning more calories you end up having to hydrate yourself a little more because your body takes a little bit more time to digest the caffeine uh, it's a workout enhancer that's why it's in pre-workouts as well but of, of course in any every, anything in life it's important to maintain a balance it's important to maintain something that it's that is sustainable something that you can use um, and I would say uh, that uh, caffeine is one of those things that people kind of neglect to actually look at uh, in, in a very scientific view and and depend over time on it I, w I would say dependence is out of the box it's it's easy to say but it's definitely something that you should start by uh, limiting and having just the right amounts that is necessary for your body and something that makes you feel a little better and also helps you out on your workout journey thank you so much JJ, for that uh for that amazing explanation um amazing overview uh that's probably a better word um we talked a lot about physical fitness I'm wondering if we can explore mental fitness. In the last episode with Vid Sharma, we talked about Buddhism, we talked about meditation, and all of these different tools that you can use, that one can use to maintain mental stability, to build a sense of equanimity, and to just go about your days with a sense of tranquility. JJ, have you tried any of these tools in your life? I know that you've always been You've always tried to meditate and, and you've read like different holy books and all that. You want to kind of talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go too deep into my spiritual uh, life, but I would say this for sure. Um, this is a lot of perspective that you get by just reading different books and trying to understand different uh, uh, ways and methods that you can uh, get into um you know, the mind, the human mind, and uh, just try to figure things out, you know, because sometimes it's, things do get crazy and they get out of hand, more often than not, honestly. Um, I would say this for sure is this, is that, you know, whatever you look at, ultimately, if you go into your, um, uh, the mental health industry, uh, say you go to your therapist, and for example, you're sad or depressed, um, there's two aspects to it. You know, one of it is actually the, the, the uh, disease of depression, or so we may call it, is something that's actually gripping you over. And that's something that's undeniable. More often than not, you're not in control of it. Um, but one thing is for certain, the, the, and this other aspect that is, people, is something that people don't talk about, is your own control over your life. And I believe that a lot of people just give up to their emotions, give up to their feelings, give up to their uh, temptations and desires and interests, um, and not really focus on what they actually want and the inner power that they have. This is something that I've realized over time is that, I don't know, as humans, we have this uh, nature, uh, susceptible nature to give into authority. Uh, and this has happened throughout civilization and, and uh, just evolutionary uh, pathways that uh, we have set forward for survival. But one thing that people don't talk about is surrendering our lives, surrendering our, our own um, um, uh, instinctive um, decision-making uh, skills and, and uh, strength that we have to our human mind and the desires that spew out of it. I think it's very important to realize that we have a lot of control. And we do. 
we do. Uh, the, that dep depressed person who goes to uh, a therapist or a psychiatrist, uh, the one thing that you know the mental health industry will not mention to you is that they can't, they won't be able to solve your problems. That is forced. Nobody will come, and nobody can come and solve the internal problems that you have in life, and that is a one hundred percent given. They can give you an environment that you, but I'll, and they can give you uh, certain um, avenues and, and and resources. But ultimately, it's up to you whether or not you want to get out of it, and it's your decision-making skills. And uh, it comes out of victimhood, um, and I've faced it a lot, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people do face uh, just the victimhood mentality that I'm going through this, nobody understands me, nobody uh, knows uh, how, I'm, how I'm dealing with this. So throughout my whole journey of uh, looking to various uh, spiritual, sp uh, spiritual paths and uh, religious scriptures and just in general meditation and so on, uh, what I've realized is that you know, we have a lot of control over our decision-making skills. We have a lot of control over um, uh, just our uh, intent. And, and intent is something that really, really is very important if you especially want to maintain uh, mental health. So I would just, just remember that is you have more control than you think, that, think, think you have. Awesome. Awesome, JJ. Thank you so much for these beautiful words of advice. I think we've basically covered everything that We've covered quite a lot today, um, but I, I'm just so glad that you were able to make it today because you are a very special guest. I think everybody is a special guest to me, but uh, you're one of my closest friends, right? And I'm, I'm just so happy that we could talk about a variety of topics, and I hope that the audience can gain something from this. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for being here. And we should definitely do a part two. For sure, I'd be down. And, you know, likewise, Neil, um, thanks for those uh, amazing words. Um, very loving of you to invite me onto the show and uh, um, have this uh, great conversation with you. And yes, anytime, anytime, I'd love to do a part two. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's my same intention as well. Ultimately, uh, if this information comes out um, and, and, and uh, you know, it helps someone, even one person in their lifestyle and their goals and, the, and in the way they want to hit uh, and just take authority over their life, um, uh, that would be a success for me and I would expect it would be a success for you as well, Neil. But thank you. Thank you for this kind invite and uh, just those words. I'm glad to be here. And of always, course, man. Always, of course. Anytime. Uh, anytime. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to take care of yourselves and don't forget to stay triumphant. Signing off for now.